Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Back at it once again with Wolfgang, our conversations presented by the Spa at West Glen. It's the time, got the uh, weather starting to break, feeling a little bit better after the snow that we saw. The Wolfgang, you got to stay out of that with your fun trip uh, down south. But looking for maybe something nice to do, get yourself in some relaxation. We're all busy. The Spa at West Glen can certainly help you out. It will do it for you. It will relax you. Um, I've talked to so many people. Uh, they go there, get massages, Botox. They've got everything there that you can that you can want. Um, we've been doing the gift certificate thing. If you're a dude, you don't mm-hmm. really know what your what your wife or your or your significant other, or even like the ladies that are listening. I know you know not just guys like sports. Women like sports too, and then a guy likes a massage too. So uh, yeah, get over to the uh, spa West Glen. Doctor Heidi will uh, hook you up. Sweet sixteen games last night. We got four more on tap coming up this evening. Some fun ones. Arizona late. Losing the lead against Xavier. Gonzaga getting it done against West Virginia. Kansas running away from Purdue. And, of course, that great Oregon-Michigan game. Fun night. And uh, let's just hope we get the same kind of thing again tonight with the Sweet 16 matchups. And, you know, it doesn't get the same kind of play or notoriety that we get with last week in the first round and the second round of the NCAA tournament. But when you get high-level games like we had last night, uh, in a way, it can be a little bit better than even what we get that first weekend. I was, and I totally understand what you were saying. It was, it was, oh man, I can't use the word fun. I think you used the word fun or whatever. But I, I, I was completely frustrated. As you know, I've been talking up uh, West Virginia. I don't do brackets like I do, like most people do. I like to pick a team and take them further than most would. That just killed me. The West Virginia game yesterday, uh, losing to Gonzaga. That last possession, okay? <laughs> you, you play basketball, all right? Please, 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 please explain to me. I had the kids, so I'm watching it as close as I kid. I know you got um, you got a kid now, and it's you know you're playing with them. You're watching it, so I didn't get to watch it as closely as I would have liked to. But the, the last possession, what are what did Bob Huggins say about that last possession? It was if you look up cluster bleep in the dictionary, there's a p- picture of that last possession. I did not understand what they were doing. How about come out and set a screen for Grandpa there and let him, instead of having to throw up fadeaway three-pointers, that was a joke, Trent. Well, and, I mean, he, he had plenty of time, too. I mean, he, he just sat out there, missed the first three, pulled it out, missed the second three, sprinted back to get the ball, saying, I'm trying this thing again. And he's dribbling away clock. It was such an awful possession. And, and that is, you know, end-of-game situations. It drives me absolutely crazy. Oh, yeah. Go to the rim. Even down three when he got more than 20 seconds left, get to the rim. They're not going to follow you for the most part. You're going to be able to get in there. If you can beat your guy off the dribble, you're going to be able to get a shot at the 10. And uh, yet another instance last night of, of awful clock management, execution, late-game situation in college basketball. And uh, sometimes when things like that happen, I can see why you NBA guys say, you know, the product in the NBA, you don't see garbage like that over there. <laughs> but, and you're right about that, taking it to the rim. Did you see how far they were coming out? They yes. knew West Virginia wanted to take a three. And they were in their grill. I mean, you could have gotten by them easy to the rim, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's no doubt. And uh, Nigel Williams-Goss, he was so good defensively there, too, on Carter. Uh, he did a great job. And, and as much as he struggled at times against Press Virginia and against that uh, pressure defense, he was so good defensively. And obviously the difference in the end there, uh, not even allowing them to get a shot off at the horn. 
And, and, and what you brought up about the NBA, the, the last second shots are so hard, and they've got those analytics in the NBA, and people would be surprised at how low those last second shots go in. I mean, it's incredibly low. A guy by the name of Kobe Bryant, who everybody thinks is clutch at the end of the game, listen to this, Trent, he's league average. And he's probably, it was for a long, like, year span, like, years span. He was league average, and I'm guessing he, after that, last year, because he was, you know, hurt and everything, he, he was below league average. The problem is you have to get off a good shot. With Kobe, it was he would just, no matter what, want the last shot. It didn't matter if there were two or three guys on him. It drove me insane with him. Pass the ball. You've got two or three guys on you. You've got to trust your teammates every once in a while. But the late-game situations drive me crazy as well, and I want to say – Kobe was like 24% on those last shots at the end of games. And this is a guy that everybody thinks is Mr. Clutch. You know what I mean? Yeah. And these are college kids. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to – I mean, they're not Kobe Bryant. So I don't know. You call a timeout there. You get the kids. You set up a play. Because that was – it was – what were they doing? They, they were just trying to get Carter's shot. I mean, that, that's that's all they were How about doing. a screen? Right. Oh, they tried. He dribbled away from it. He'd say, "Get out of here! Clear out! I'm doing this on my." I mean, it was, it was bad. And, and afterwards, he, I heard him talking. Uh, you could feel just how bad he felt, and and he knew that he made some bad choices there. He that's and he lost he lost more hair after that. That was, <laughs> uh, and, and you know what? I love him. I love him because I I root for guys that are losing their hair in college. I don't know about you. That's I, I root for this guy. Well, I, I just say shave it. I mean, come on. Who are you kidding? No me? kidding. Just shave that what? thing. Michael Jordan made that cool. Exactly. Michael Jordan made shaving your head. Now, I couldn't do that. I'd look like an idiot. But I, I'm guessing he'd look a lot better than that, whatever that exclamation point hair thing that he had on his forehead. Just shave the sucker, buddy. It's all right. Give up. I say the same thing about LeBron, my man. Just shave it, dude. Now he'll just get a bigger headband. That's what LeBron likes to do. <laughs> From he's gonna, yeah, he's going to be wearing like a... Yeah, he's going to be wearing like a full hat like in future years, LeBron is. Over to the Midwest, uh, Wolfgang. Kansas-Purdue, the Big 12 champion of the regular season against the Big 10 champion. And I don't know what Purdue was doing there, trying to run with Kansas. I mean, they came out, played well, but they couldn't sustain at that level. Got up eight early in the game. Boy, the Jayhawks. Uh, After, you know, a, a tepid performance, though they scored a lot against UC Davis, after that, I mean, the way they blitzed away from Michigan State in the second half, what they did to Purdue in the second half, I don't think there's any doubt. Is, is this the overwhelming favorite in your mind to win this whole thing now? Um, let me think about that, but I will say KU could have named the number yesterday. They didn't get 100 points, but that's because that's not because they could have. I mean, that was easy those last three, four minutes. Had they decided not to just let the shot clock go down and not, they would have gotten 110, 110 points had they decided to go ahead and play the way they wanted, and every single time I looked up, I'm sitting there playing Hot Wheels with my kid, every single time I looked up, Kansas was making a shot. Did they miss during the entire game? Didn't I think they like shot, it. did they shoot 55, 60% from, from three-point range? It was just amazing. And then the guy goes with the freaking 360 dunk. <laughs> so they got guys that are not only athletic, that can jump 40 inches high, then they're hitting 50-some percent of their three-point shots. Uh, that's not good for the rest of uh, college basketball. No, they they continue to go fifteen to twenty eight from three. There isn't anybody beating them. Carolina's no. not beating them. Gonzaga's not beating them. Whoever you want to throw out there, nobody is beating that team if they're going to be hitting like that. And yeah, the Vic dunk. 
Oh, how ridiculous is that? And then he hit a three a couple minutes later. I mean, that's a guy that given him really not a whole lot throughout the season. He's out there 360 dunking. Must be nice <laughs> to be Kansas just having those guys. Uh, you know, we can play a guy like that 12 minutes a game. Now, what <laughs> now, would you what'd you think about Purdue? Um, that was an awful play. About an awful them. game plan. They try to run with them. Yeah. You can't yeah, do that. I agree. You, I agree. It, I understand they got down. Sometimes you get a little bit fast, but I'm just sitting there shaking my head. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. There is not there is not a realm of possibility that Purdue is going to be able to win a game against Kansas running with them. It just it, it's simple stuff, but they got caught up in it and, and it got ugly in a hurry. No, no, we got we got new ball versus versus uh, old school '80s '90s ball. We've got small ball versus you know ball back when we used to grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, Swanigan versus Haas, do you think that that could have ever – what would you have done different? You know, the painter, I, I, I understand why that was difficult because obviously they can't get back. Swan, uh, everybody loves Swanigan. I'm not as big on him as everybody else is. I love his story. I love the fact that he was Fat Albert back in the day and now yeah. all of a sudden he, you know, is a stud. He really is a stud. But he had way too many turnovers. I think he had six turnovers. But in your opinion, is there was is there a way in college basketball right now to have twin towers to play guys like that, or are we are we in a different era and we're not going back anytime soon to back in the eighties and nineties? Well, yeah, I mean, if you're talking about it at the at the highest level and at elite level, I I don't think it works anymore. I just don't. I think that, and we've seen this now, and it's it's a long time. It's twenty years. Where it's about guard. But even play. even though Trent, even though Swanigan can hit the three, you don't think there's a way to do it? Not no. You still got to have great guards. You have to have great mm-hmm. guards. I, I mean, if you you couple that with great guards, I mean, then you're talking about a team full of uh, all Americans, and and it's a different conversation. I don't think though, if that is the basis of your team, if you are like Purdue, high low, look at the inconsistencies that that team had throughout the year. You know, they lost to Minnesota at home earlier this year. They got beat by Iowa and Nebraska. Uh, Iowa, decent NIT team. No, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. That's what do you mean there? Those are some good teams. Minnesota is the team that you were pumping up to me that I went and go ahead and watched because I respect your opinion on basketball. Yeah. That's, what do you mean? That's not that. And they lost to Iowa. Iowa's a good team. What are you talking about? But they lost those games. If we're talking about an elite level team, and that's where you put Purdue, that just goes to show you they can't. They're not at that level. They're not at that level because their guard play isn't good enough. That's what I was getting at. Not to downgrade the Hawkeyes. Relax, Wolfgang. Jeez, I say anything disparaging. I feel like you get a jump <laughs> off. Hey, I brought up. Who did I bring up to as well? You brought up Minnesota. Why, right, but they the lost that game at home. They lost that game at home. Your elite team. You don't lose to Minnesota at home. That's what I'm getting at, and it's because, not the big guys, it's because their guard play wasn't good enough. That's but why we, they're a force. Didn't we seed. do that homework, Trent? Didn't we do that homework that this year um, more teams in the Big Ten lost at home than normal? Did, yeah. Did, yeah, didn't we see that? So I, I'm, right, but, I'm but, disagreeing but, but with you on that. That, that. But what I'm saying, Wolfgang, Purdue, leave everybody else out of this. Purdue, are they elite team? No. The way they play, does it translate in being an elite team? It doesn't because of that. That's what I'm getting at. Because of guard play, and what else yes. did you say? Guard play. Guard play. You guard have play. to have, yeah. Yeah. if you're going to be a top-five team in the country, if you're going to be at that level, if you're going to beat a team like Kansas and Kansas City, you have to have guard play. 
they don't have it. Even as good as Haas and Swanigan and, and, and even Vince Edwards are, those guys are all excellent basketball players. You need more. Yeah, Matthias is a good defensive player. He has a lot of inconsistencies in his game. P.J. Thompson hit a three, and including the dagger against Iowa State after the Cyclones had finally taken the lead Saturday night. But that guy, he's not a very good shooter. He can run the team. All the guards on their team have deficiencies, and that's the difference between elite level and a good, solid Big Ten team. That's what Purdue is. They're not elite. And after, after what I saw, you know, we talked on, uh, not Tuesday, actually Wednesday, it makes it even more sad that Iowa State was not able to pull that out against Purdue because Iowa State could match up with KU. They were not scared of KU. That rivalry is I love watching those games. Had Iowa State been able to pull that out against Purdue, and I'm not trying to make Iowa State fans cry because I would have rather have seen that. Mm-hmm. I really would have. I was rooting for Iowa State hard in Florida when we were watching that, and I kept. I told you on Wednesday, this ain't over. I kept telling everybody. Everybody's like ready to go out back out to the beach or whatever and watch. Dudes, this ain't over. Iowa State, they come back, they make runs. Had we seen Iowa State versus Kansas, I think it would have been Epic of all epic, and I think personally that Kansas was glad that Purdue won that. Do you believe that? Oh, I think so. I I, I think so. And you know, people are throwing the term around. We had a caller earlier this week saying "scared." Now, I uh, Kansas is scared of Iowa. Was it scared of Iowa? They weren't scared of Iowa. Yeah, not scared. Not, not that's scared's going to go not the yeah. right word, but matchup wise, absolutely. It's concerned. It's, yeah, Purdue is a good matchup for Kansas and what they want to do. Because of the big guys, Kansas year after year after year runs their secondary break as good as anybody in the country. And because of that, when you're playing two big guys together, big guys that uh, struggle to get up and down the floor at times, that plays right into their hands. And and plus, Kansas played in- incredibly well. Iowa State, on the other hand, they're going to get back defensively. They're much improved defensively. Under Steve Prohm, and well, as we saw down in Lawrence, he hit 18 threes. That team is capable. You're looking at an L. They lost at home to him. They certainly could lose to Kansas City to him. Exactly. So that crowd would not have intimidated Iowa State. No, they and it would have, there would have been a ton of Cyclone Kansas. fans, too. Say that again. And there would have been a ton of Cyclone fans there as well. Yeah, Iowa State's not losing by 32 points. Matter no. of fact, I'm not even sure they're losing by two points. I, ooh, that, um, gosh, I wish that would have happened. Do you know? Again, I wasn't on Twitter or anything, and you take phone calls, and, and so you got your, your, uh, you're on the pulse of the Iowa State fan. Are they, were they rooting for Kansas over Purdue? Does the Big 12, Big 10 thing do enough for them, or do they hate Kansas so much that, uh, that they, what were Iowa State fans? Do you know? Most of Iowa State fans, were they rooting for Purdue or Kansas? What I saw last night, was a lot of Iowa State fans rooting for Kansas. And their their justification that I saw from a few of them was about, well, we get money. You know, the, the longer a Big 12 team goes, the more money that goes into the Big 12 coffers from the NCAA. That's all well and good. But when you're chasing a program like that, wouldn't you like the, the adage to change? Is a national championship a good thing for Iowa State? I don't think so. I don't think that's a good thing. Here's another thing. The difference between Kansas and everybody else in the league. Wolfgang, do you know the last team from the Big 12 to play for a national championship outside of Kansas? Do you know who that is? Oklahoma. They played Kansas in 88, right? Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're going to go later than that. Um, ugh, I hate when you do this to me because I love being right. Um, can I have a hint? Can I have a hint? 
Clock's ticking. Da, 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 da. Uh, no, give me, give me, go ahead. No, you're, you're, you're right. It was Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma. Oh, it was right. Oh, when they played each other. Yeah. There, there has <laughs> not been a team from the Big 12 slash Big 8 to play for a national championship since Oklahoma 29 years ago. 29 years ago. Stacey, right, Stacey King and, Blue, and Mookie Blaylock, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Billy Tubbs running up and down. It was a great team. Now, during that same time period, the Big Ten has had playing for a national championship. You've had Wisconsin. You've had Illinois. You've had Ohio State. You've had Michigan. You've had Michigan State. It is a long list, and during that time, there's only one, one only, and that is Kansas. So is this the best thing for you as a conference to keep rooting for Kansas because they're their own level. Wouldn't you like to see that gap shrink a little bit? And on top of that, the whole conference su- su- supremacy thing. Oh, look, you know, the, the SEC fans chant in SEC after, you know, some team wins a bowl game. It's not your team. Yeah, you play in the conference. I don't understand <laughs> the rooting for the members. I'm not rooting for Wisconsin tonight. I know you hate the Badgers. I don't hate them and have the same disdain that you do. But I'll tell you what, I'm not rooting for Bucky tonight. Absolutely not. I want that program to fail. I do not want to see them go to another Final Four. I'm jealous of that program. I'm jealous of them being in the Sweet 16 for four consecutive years, on the precipice of being in the Final Four for the third time in four years. That's what I want Iowa to be. That's what I want the Hawkeyes to aspire to be. And I'm not rooting for those Bucky Badgers. Get the heck out of here with that crap. And, and, it, and, it, and I know you enough to know that it kills you to say that we want to have that Wisconsin program where we can bring in. That is kind of a model. I mean, it, it's, I mean we have to be honest here. That's a model for what Iowa wants to be. Bringing in guys, being able to redshirt them, build them up, have guys. I mean, we can't play, again, 11, 12, 13 guys. You can't do that. It's a joke. None of the good teams do that. Mm -hmm. I won't say none of them. But um, I understand what you're saying. I don't know. It's just because what I've said, I can't stand. I have a persecution complex about the national media in the Big Ten. Izzo does. A lot of the fans do. But sometimes, is it a persecution complex when everybody is bashing the Big Ten, even when they're number one in all of the analytics trends? Every single time, it's, well, well, you can't trust those analytics. But then, you know, it's, it's unbelievable how they do that. Am I being too sensitive? I don't know. I try to think, am I being too sensitive about, uh, you know, I don't know what the Big Ten the national media, the radio guys, the Twitter guys, whoever, I don't know what their problem is with it, and you are a little more um, level-headed than I am. Am I just making this leap up? I, I think that, he, you know, you get into this boat, uh, John Miller at times does, Dace does. It doesn't bother me. It really doesn't bother me. If, if you know, the national blowhards want to disparage the Big Ten, that's all well and good. Do you think that there is one high school elite-level athletes that listens to Colin Cowherd? Do you think that there is elite-level athletes, be it football or basketball, that are sitting around waiting to see the next thing that comes out of the mouth uh, of a guy like a Sam I do. Ellis? No, it's not true. No, on it, some it, of them, I do. I no. think they read some of the stuff. I think no. they believe in some of the stuff, and they want to play in the best conference. I, I, I believe that. I believe they want to test their skills against the best. I do believe that. Yes, yes. yes. And you know what that comes down to? That comes down to recruiting. That comes down to the recruiting and the coaches and explaining, well, maybe you heard this from a national blowhard. I don't think they listen to those guys regardless, but that's a different conversation. It comes down to the coaches to explain. That's all well and good, but we've had, let's see, one, two, three, four, 
five, six, seven different programs play for a national championship in our league over the last 18 years. That's interesting. That's good. That's good knowledge right no, there. Think of that. Wisconsin, Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State, Illinois, Ohio State, Indiana. Half of your league has played for a national championship. That's the Big 12, yeah. there's one. It's Kansas. <laughs> there's one. It's a, it's a Big 12 bash fest, everybody. That's right. Wolfgang, i got to take my heart medication. I'm done. <laughs> the Michigan game, because I told you I've been on Michigan, why they weren't. Okay, can we stop calling Michigan Cinderella? Uh, okay, at the beginning of the year, my God, I said at the beginning of the year this team is going to be good. Why they weren't better earlier in the year, I don't know. Chemistry is a funny thing. Everybody says, oh, it's a simple game. Basketball's a simple game if you have blah, blah, blah. Well, sometimes it's not. And sometimes I see these coaches make decisions. What we're talking about with West Virginia and the, and the game situations, maybe it's not such a simple game. Maybe it's not. Maybe you have to figure out the guys on your team that can do things at certain points of the game. But you watch that Michigan game, and I can't remember who brought this up, I think it was a national person or something, but I've had this opinion too. Maybe it was you for crying out loud. I don't know. But I'm sick of the end-of-game situations when you're shooting a shot to try to win it with one second left. What the, what the hell does that do? I, I'm right there with you. You. Ha- you have no shot. Maybe you brought this up. Yeah. You have no shot at getting a rebound. And so what? There's So if there's four seconds left, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. So what? It's in, It's not the NBA where if you call a timeout, you get the ball at the other end of the court. They have to go 94 feet, Trent. I don't get this. They get paid millions of dollars, these coaches do. And guys like me that are, okay, I don't pretend to be an expert at anything other than I know I'm not an expert at anything. (laughs) I'm an expert at knowing that, okay? But I'm sick of that, shooting at with one second left. What was he doing? you got to have a chance to get a rebound. you got to have a chance to just... So there's four seconds on the clock. Please tell me why I'm wrong. Please, you're not wrong. You're you're absolutely not wrong. And yeah, the whole Michigan Cinderella. Their athletic department has a budget of 151 million dollars. <laughs> Cinderella. Uh, I want to be Cinderella. Put a dress on me. No. And yeah, oh, heck yeah. Let's call me Cinderella. You have a good weekend, my man. All right, thanks, Trent. See you, buddy. That's Wolfgang. You can find him on Twitter, at Wolfgang Hawkeye. Joining us here, a lot of college basketball talk. And always a, a few yucks as well with our man Wolfgang. Quick timeout, back with more here in a moment, live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small. Flat roof, sloped or pitched, the guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Ladies and gentlemen, today's opponents on Man versus Train. At the crossing, we have Rick, a 175-pound frustrated man who's running late for work. And on the tracks, we have Bull, a million-pound freight train that takes a mile to stop. Let's see who comes out on top. 
You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. It's Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot. And right now, you can save up to 35% on appliances, like the Whirlpool Stainless Steel French Door Refrigerator. With its AccuChill temperature management system and full-width pantry, it keeps food at the correct temperature. And during Spring Black Friday, it's a special buy at just $998, over $700 in savings. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only while supplies last. See store for details valid through April 12th. It feels great to be invited, and we want you to feel that way the moment you walk in the door at Billion Buick GMC. Whether you're shopping for a new Buick, GMC, or certified pre-owned, you deserve nothing less. Our knowledgeable, friendly staff is dedicated to helping you make a great decision on your next vehicle and to give you the VIP experience. We are professional great and always have a large, competitively priced inventory here for your convenience. You're invited to Billion Buick GMC in Clyde or BillionAuto.com slash GMC. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to take advantage of Mike's four-pack special you'll get 50% off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700K BGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Hey everybody, welcome back in. We roll all the way until uh, 3 o'clock today. It's always fun when we have a chance to do some NFL. Uh, Ryan Van Bibber is the NFL editor for SB Nation. He joins us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Ryan, uh, good afternoon to you, pal. 
Hey, how are you? We're doing great. I'm going to let Trent take over because when I came in today, the poor boy was crying the blues. No, okay? the Chica- I understand. The Chicago Bears have made the announcement officially this morning, though the news broke last night, that they have their backup quarterback, and a backup quarterback shouldn't uh, really generate the highlight, uh, the headlines that this one is. But Mark Sanchez is going to be the number two in Chicago. Your thoughts, Ryan? Well, <laughs> if I'm a Bears fan, I'm I'm hoping they've got a they've got plans to draft a quarterback. Yep. I mean, it seems like, um, you know, this is. I mean, I I was telling somebody today they call it a bridge to the future. It's, it sounds more like kind of the bridge to nowhere to me right now <laughs> with Mike Glennon and Mark Sanchez there. But we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, Chicago has a lot of work to do. Obviously, um, I thought it was kind of a shame they let Jeffrey go because. You know, that's the kind of receiver you like to have. And Kevin White's been, you know, with injuries over the last, you know, to start his career. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a tough situation the Bears are in. And, and there's no doubt they're doing some rebuilding, however they want to characterize that they've got, they got some work to do there. There's no doubt about it in this team. You mentioned Elshon Jeffrey moves on. White hasn't been healthy through the first nope. two years of his career. Uh, they have a uh, a young GM in Ryan Pace, a guy that, Came in certainly with uh, some pedigree, but a lot of people question a guy getting that job at that point in his career. It doesn't feel like it is a win-now mentality there with what they've been doing throughout free agency, but what happens if we're looking at another 5-11, and 6-10 and 10 kind of year this year, even with the new quarterback, a young quarterback that might be drafted uh, coming up in the April draft? Does he have the security where he can understand and, and talk to the ownership group about this is being a long-term rebuilding plan? I mean, I think they're going to have to because it's just not, you know, they're not well positioned to to compete, you know, even within that division. I mean, you look at Green, obviously I think Green Bay hasn't had a great offseason, but they're still, you know, they still have Aaron Rodgers. Yep. So, you know, they, they're going to win games. And, and I think Detroit's had an excellent offseason, and they're, you know, it's a situation now where you're looking at a division race between Detroit and Green Bay, and, and, you know, maybe Minnesota can crawl back into that, but Chicago's really the odd man out there. And, and I think they're going to have to have some patience. They knew going into this that the breakup with Cutler was going to kind of set them back. I mean, they, they didn't bring in a replacement for Cutler before they got rid of him. So they're not, you know, they think Glennon is maybe okay, but, and maybe he is. I mean, maybe Glennon's fine, but they're going to, I mean, I think Glennon's better than Mark Sanchez to be sure, but, you know, they're going to have to, they're going to have to prioritize offensive line help right away because Glenn is not a guy that can do much on his own without good blocking. I and mean, he's not a guy that can roll out of the pocket if you need to, to get away from pressure. So that's gotta be a price, especially at the tap, the two tackle spots for Chicago to, to have that because Glenn and Sanchez, whoever's starting a young guy that they bring in and he say he takes over by October, November just has to have that level of protection. there. Inter- interior of the offensive line looks to be in good shape. Yeah. You, you mentioned tackle and a complete revamp of what they're doing defensively. John Fox now going into year number three. Uh, John Fox, would he be the one then on the chopping block if they don't show real progress this year? I think so. I mean, I, you know, he would be the one in the most danger to lose his job. I and mean, even then he may get a grace period just because, you know, you, you, you're changing quarterbacks and obviously Cutler was, Injuries sort of held him back a little bit, but, you know, they're, the change you go from Cutler to kind of plan B and C is, is you know, when you take a hit, you're going to run the offense off Jordan Howard. I mean, that's 
still the key and the key to win. They can make some upgrades on defense and, you know, that's sort of John Fox's specialty anyway to kind of get the defense back into shape and then maybe hope they can be a little more competitive, a little bit better than, you know, uh, you know, maybe approach the seven and nine, eight to eight mark. I know that doesn't sound great to Bears fans, but it is, you know, it would be progress. <laughs> progress. There you go. Looking for that. Yeah. I, he's real excited. <laughs> I'm trying to be he's, nice. he's real excited here. Trust me. Uh, take me to uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Latavius Murray, they sign him. Then he says he's asked to have uh, foot surgery, ankle surgery. What's up with that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, given all the injuries the Vikings had to deal with last year, I guess they had to, I'm surprised karma gave them one more to have to mess around with. But, you know, I, we'll see how long it takes him to bounce back. I mean, hopefully he'll be okay for the start of the season. If not, it's a good draft for running backs. I know that they obviously they have some other needs, but I think if you know Minnesota's in a position where what they did to their with their offensive line this year was a, they did a really good job with that. They brought in Riley Rice. I mean, I think he's slated for the right tackle spot now. Mm-hmm. I think he he could probably move over to the left side and, and be an upgrade from what they've had there. And I think he's definitely better than Mike Rimmers, who they kind of have penciled in on the depth chart there now. So you kind of swap those two at right and left. Look for tackle help in the draft. Maybe, you know, another free agent depth guy kind of shakes loose to, to, to solidify the depth chart a little bit. And you give Bradford the – I mean, Bradford, you know, quietly had a pretty decent season last year. So you, you put the pieces in place around him, and a big part of that was their – you know, the offensive line was bad, and they didn't get a running game going, and that put a little more pressure on Bradford and the pass catchers. So if they can address some of that and hopefully get Murray healthy in time and get some offensive line help – I think they'll be in much better shape. We know the defense is going to be good in Minnesota. That's sort of a regular thing under uh, under Coach Mike Zimmer. I mean, that's his trademark. So, you know, if you get a little more balanced than you had last year, I think that the Vikings are in a better position. I will be hesitant to pick them, you know, right now, given the, the what Detroit's done in the offseason and, and, you know, obviously the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. So uh, you got that going on in the NFC North. You uh, got Green Bay. You mentioned the offseason has been kind of uh, a bit shaky. In a report today that they were interested in perhaps meeting with Adrian Peterson, yeah. but the price tag's just too high. And, and really league-wide, that has been the prevailing notion that what Adrian Peterson is asking for is something that not a lot of teams are willing to go after. Is there a real possibility in your mind that we might not find out where AP ends up until after the draft and after teams put their rosters together in that fashion. Yeah, it's starting to look that way. And there's, you know, there were some, there's some talk out there now that it's not just his asking price. That's the problem. It's, it's his explosiveness. He doesn't have that burst that always made him, you know, that made him Adrian Peterson. Yeah. I mean, and, and when that's gone, that's hard for running backs to be even as great as Adrian, you know, Adrian Peterson, obviously a future hall of famer, but it's uh, it's going to be tough, you know, to get a job if you just don't have that burst anymore. What can you do as a running back at that point? So, you know, somebody will take a flyer on him after the draft, like you said. We'll get to see him a little bit in OTAs, mini camp, and then even into training camp and see if you know he really does have anything left or not. But if not, I wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, a free agent again in September. We're having a conversation right now, Ryan Van Bibber, SB Nation, um, on the NFL on the Draft House 50 hotline. Okay, take me to the Kansas City Chiefs. Pretty quiet. Do, what, do you expect anything out of the Chiefs here in the offseason, or are they just going to sit tight until the draft? You know, 
I didn't expect a lot out of the Chiefs. I think they took care of their two their two primary needs heading into the offseason were Dontari Poe yeah. and Eric Berry. Well, they got the deal done with Perry. They let Poe go, but they brought in Benny Logan on a one-year deal. So I think that's, you know, it's not a one-to-one replacement, but it's good enough. I mean, I don't think the defense hurts to have, you know, to, to replace Poe with Logan. So that was priority number one for the Chiefs. I'd still maybe like to see them. I don't know that it's time maybe to draft a, a quarterback yet for you know a potential replacement for Alex Smith. It's something they're going to have to start thinking about. I mean, I think Smith is okay, but he's one of those quarterbacks that you've really got to have a pretty good team in place around him to win with. So you know that's something they have to start thinking about. I, I still think they need another wide receiver, to be honest with you. I mean, I know Macklin's good, and they just need that extra piece though i think they need some of big bodied guys sort of like my my and their mike williams isn't going to be there when it's kansas city's time to pick in the draft but you know that's the level of player i think they need to really put that offense over the top so we'll see what happens in april so daniel snyder is in the news in many ways <laughs> uh, one of the latest ones that he has with the washington redskins is trying to uh, get his team to be able to opt out of the color rush games on thursday night football there was the monstrosity of the all-yellow look that uh, I believe never came to fruition, but uh, what's going on here? Uh, should should teams be able to do this, or if you're really looking to market, the NFL's trying to push more jersey sales with these different combinations, should it be up to the ownership group in your mind, Ryan? I think it should. I mean, the NFL won't let it. The NFL is so strict in how they control uniforms. I mean, there's another uniform proposal on the agenda for the meeting this next week, uh, you know, to, to wear alternative helmets. That one's from the Eagles. They want to go back to the old, you know, Kelly green ones. But I mean, I, this is, I've never been a big Dan Snyder fan. And I think you look at some of the stuff they've done even as recently as, you know, a couple weeks ago with Scott McClanahan, but man, I got to, I got to, I got to tip my cap to him on, <laughs> on this one. Those color rush jerseys are really awful. I mean, there's a few instances where they're not quite as bad. But, I mean, Whew, you remember the Seahawks one? That one was really like that was like glow puck. Yeah, it was glow I mean, puck. I like the Seahawks one. I I didn't <laughs> buy those ones. I think we could all agree though. Jacksonville needs to get rid of the diarrhea brown ones. Oh, those were the worst. Oh, yeah, those were terrible. I think Tampa Bay's were weird. They were. And, I, and then who can forget the when it was the Bills Jets the first yep. year they did oh, it, and everyone uh, with green like, and partial red. color blindness couldn't see the couldn't even see the game. Yeah, I know. That was nuts. That was absolutely crazy. Well, there's a, a couple other rule changes out there that are probably a little more pertinent to the actual game on the field. Uh, as he went through that list of 15 proposed rule changes, was there one or two that jumped off to you that you either really liked or really disliked? You know, I disliked the one about leaping over the the long snapper mm-hmm. on field goals and point afters because – you know, you already have the rule in there that if the player makes contact, it's a penalty. I mean, beyond just sort of, you know, brushing up against the jersey and incidental contact stuff. So you already have it in place for a punishment. It's not something that a lot of teams or a lot of players are going to do regularly anyway. It makes those, you know, the, the league's gone to all this effort to make extra points more exciting so people won't, you know, get up and go to the bathroom when a team's got an extra point kick to make. And, you know, you take a rule like you make a rule like that and take something like that, and you, you, you suddenly that extra points, it's just not as exciting as, as they want it to be. So that's a little short-sighted. On the other hand, one of the rule changes I think 
I understand. I mean, I, I, I hate to see it go because I'm, you know, one of those people that always likes it when you see some weird quirk in the rule book on a Sunday. But I understand why they have to, you know, the rule where all the receivers go out and hold uh, to go extend the play, you know, or, or to, to, to kind of monkey with the clock at the end of the game like that. Because if you start doing every, every team starts doing that, it hurts the, you know, it hurts the other goal that they're trying to accomplish this year is, and that's, you know, shortening the games a little bit to, to make the um, the viewing experience a little bit better for people, so I hate to see it go, but I totally understand that one. So okay, fair enough. Uh, the owners' meeting coming up is the Vegas thing done in your mind for the Raiders? Yeah, it's. I, I mean, I don't think it would be to this point where the owners are going to vote on. I mean, generally they're not going to vote on an issue like that if they don't feel like they have the votes to pass, or if they don't feel like they have a good a good plan in place for that. And they got the approval of the finance committee and it's good to go. And, and, you know, unlike St. Louis or San Diego, there's no, there's no viable option for them in Oakland. So they really don't have a choice in in the matter. Now they can stay in Oakland and play in a bad stadium with no, you know, solution or proposed solution on the table, or they can, you know, let them go to Vegas and and build this new billion dollar stadium. It's going to be interesting to see how the gambling stuff shakes out though, because there's some trepidation about that. You saw the, there's a, uh, it's unconfirmed. I mean, the guy says it's from the Nevada Gaming Commission, but that the uh, that the NFL has asked that if the team is in Vegas, that you can't bet on that mm-hmm. team. So yeah, I saw that. <laughs> you know, you get you get the Raiders in the Super Bowl, and suddenly people can't bet on the Super Bowl. I just don't see how that's going to work. <laughs> yeah, no, that'll be really difficult. And they're a good team too. Now, yeah, oh yeah, now, yeah. Now, sure. now my question is, where are they going to play? Because it'll take them a couple of years to build that stadium. Are they going to play? At what is it, Sam Boyd Stadium yeah, in Vegas, the, the Vegas UNLV yeah. Stadium, or are they going to be just lame duck in Oakland? Yeah, I think they're going to be a lame duck for two years in Oakland. I mean, now wow. they've got you know the deal where they're going to play a couple home games in Mexico City over the next two years. Okay, so you take you know you're down to seven home games. You probably you probably have to see them in London. You know, or if they get uh, if they get a China game in the next few years, that's probably something they'll have to do too to kind of eliminate another one of those home games. But you know that's Sort of uh, reading between the lines on the, the rumor about them wanting to sign Marshawn Lynch. I mean, I think that's a little bit of a, yeah. you know, obviously it's a player they want to bring in, but it's also a little bit of a sop to the fans there and, and Oakland fans because Marshawn Lynch is such an Oakland guy. Here's my suggestion, and I've, I've, I've pitched this to Trent. San Antonio, I know that Dallas claims that area, so do the Houston Texans, but they already have that stadium there, the Alamo Dome. You're going to move a whole organization for a year or two? Two years. What's the point? Two years. Why not? They... And tick off two of your franchises in Houston and Dallas in the process. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Well, I think just stay at home. I don't know that Gary would let that happen. Al, Al Davis, baby. Let's bring back Al Davis. He'd do that. Well, he's not around, Jim. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> this kid is. Uh, with that, Ryan, we're going to let you go. Oh, come on. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> Ryan Van Bibber, SB Nation. You can find him on Twitter at JustRVB. Ryan, as always, appreciate it. We'll be talking a lot more leading up to the draft. Thanks for your time today. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. See you, Ryan. Work on that San Antonio deal for oh, me, okay? Jimmy B. That'd be so much fun. For For what? No, I, I, just, I don't understand just, what it accomplishes. Just to watch the consternation. You know me, I enjoy chaos.
But what does the it do? Consternation because the stadium's already there. You yeah, don't I got have that to do part. Anything. Yeah, that we we yeah. all got that part. So do you want to play lame duck and have the city of Oakland? You might have twenty five thousand there. Or do you want to play to a packed house? It's not going to be a packed house. Look what they look what the um, New Orleans did when they moved to Santa yes. to uh, uh, Oklahoma City. Completely. <laughs> completely I'm different saying, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm offering up suggestions. You're putting out a lame duck team to bring in a lame duck team. Hey, you can watch them for two years. Remember also, there are many people that believe New Orleans was going to move officially yeah, you're right to about San Antonio That, that is correct, time. yes. The circumstances are completely different. Yes. It's not going to happen. Time to move away. It was an idea, Jimmy B. It was. You, you had an idea. Yeah. But you swung and missed. I suck pond water. You got to let this one go. Uh, breaking news. Give me the breaking news thing. Boy, this is a high-class show. The GOP, the Republicans in Congress, in yeah. the House, they have pulled the health care bill from getting voted on. What a shocker. What a shocker. <laughs> we'll come back on the other side, put a cap on things with a look at the Sweet 16 matchups. Jimmy B and... TC will reevaluate yes. our uh, ridiculous brackets. Oh, boy. Give me some thoughts on tonight's games. All to come here on the Big Talker 1700 live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. Big news, big talk. Join me, Diana Kelly, every Saturday morning at 10 for what's happening in your neighborhood with Inside Iowa. On 1700 KBGG. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet equipment, non return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Here's a question for you. Do you know this song? Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs, almost note for note, they never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It's sticky. When you hear a song or maybe a good advertising message with some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets into your long-term memory even when you don't intend it to. You remember it because you heard it. That's why radio is the sticky advertising medium. You don't hear a newspaper or billboard, and really not a web page or a Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound, too. But advertising on TV week after week can be pretty expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then, when somebody's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio. The power of sound. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shop the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent 
and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-445-6363. That's 1-800-445-6363. 1-800-445-6363. Or go to selectquote.com. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Do bold and embrace this moment at the Pandora Boutique at Jared, the Galleria of Jewelry, with Pandora's Spring Bracelet event. You'll find a whole world of Pandora ready for you to pick out, stack up, and show off. Stop in between March 23rd and March 26th, and you'll receive a free Pandora bracelet with your Pandora purchase of $125 or more. Do shine this spring with Pandora. That's why she went to Jared. While supplies last, some exclusions apply. See store for details. Hey, everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B., and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody. We are just about done for the weekend. Can't wait. But we've got games tonight. Yes, sir. We are ready to roll with the Sweet 16. I love these two nights. Mm -hmm. I told you a little bit earlier, I think I might like them even, in a way, better than what we get in the opening round. Yeah, it's wall-to-wall basketball from 11 in the morning until 11 o'clock at night. But the high level, the good teams, the excellent matchups that we have here. It all starts 6.09. You can hear all the coverage here Mm -hmm. on 1700 KBGG. Butler and Carolina. I think the Tar Heels roll. Yeah, I think they roll them too. I, you're you're I in the same boat. I just don't see how how they can hang with them. I really don't. Well, I can see that. I just think Carolina, after the scare against Arkansas, mm-hmm. I think they're going to bounce back. Butler's played Carolina a couple of times here recently, and it played pretty well. They got the big pieces that can compete inside, but if Joel Berry gets going, yeah, that's the difference it's, in my mind. He hasn't over. played very well to this point. I think he does in this one. I think Carolina, like I said, after that scare, uh, rolls through that one. Double, double digit win. Game two, six thirty, Baylor, South Carolina. Jimmy mm-hmm. B, where are you going? You know what? Uh, I've been on the Baylor Bears uh, the entire time. Never thought that Frank Martin was going to get South Carolina to this spot. No. How many points did they score in that second half? Sixty. Sixty-five. Sixty-five. They're scoring 23 in the first. 23 in the first. 65 points in the second half against. Not going to happen against Baylor. I'm taking Baylor. Going with Baylor to get it done. I feel like we're on the same page there. Let's go to the second games of the doubleheader. First, the biggest matchup of the Sweet 16 in terms of Blue Bloods. UCLA, Kentucky. We saw it way back in December. Mm -hmm. I was in Vegas at the time. Had my money on the Wildcats, and it didn't happen. Oh, boy. I'm not going against Steve Alford this time. Wait, 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 stop the presses. What? Boy Wonder gets it done 
They move on to the Elite Eight. Give me UCLA again to get it done against the Wildcats. I have UCLA on the Final Four, so well, you, I mean, so you know what, where you're really you're rooting for your brackets. So you no. finish 122nd <laughs> instead of 230th. Actually, I was tied for third in a couple that I was in, but after last night, that's not happening. Tied in third out of three. <laughs> I, I like I like the Bruins. I I just think that they're a matchup nightmare for Kentucky. And Malik Monk has to be huge for Kentucky in this game. Yeah. And if he's not, you could see UCLA win this game going away. I well, mean not not like Kansas last night, but no, no. but but comfortably. Yeah, sure. I yeah. absolutely. I mean that's what happened in Lexington when they yeah. played. As they uh pulled away late and won it by what was it, eight, ten eight, points? Eight, ten points, yep. You know, and uh, for me, you know, Malik Monk didn't play stretches of the game against Wichita because he wasn't playing defense. Mm-hmm. And Calipari, you know, was in his ear yeah. and almost lost the game because of it. But uh, you can't do that in this game. Even if Monk isn't playing defense, they have to find a way to keep up. They Agreed. have to find a way to be able to score. They're going to have to score in the 80s, maybe the 90s to get it done here. So you better hope that that lesson that you're trying to teach Malik Monk, that it finally got through to him because they need him on the floor in a big way, and they need him to at least try to play a little. So, we, so, we, so we both have UCLA and North Carolina matching up. Yes, okay. absolutely. And we finish up the late game, tip time, 8.59. It's Wisconsin and Florida. Bucky Badger. I'm not rooting for him. No, you heard me tell I, Wolfgang I know, that. I know that. Yeah. I'm not rooting for the Badgers, but I do like their chances to get it done here against Florida. Florida uh, hit with an injury yep. uh, to their center. They struggled without him. Now they bounced back and played well. But uh, I'm going to take the Badgers to move on to the Elite Eight over the Gators. I think Ethan Happ has a big game here. I really do. And Koenig will score from the outside. And we know what Nigel Hayes can do. Mm-hmm. So I, I do like Wisconsin in this one. Hopefully we don't have to listen to Vito Brown sing anymore. I'm sick of that guy, too. <laughs> we will reconvene, of course, uh, on Monday. And we'll have our final four. Yes, we will. And you Just and like I, that. you'll hear if, uh, if we are crying or if we're bragging about how good we were. There's no bragging need to be done, Jimmy. B. Okay, it's fair over. Enough. Our gotcha. brackets are busted. Marty and Miller are next. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Draft House 50 is your home for all the big dance basketball coverage. Wall-to-wall TVs, excellent food, and every brew under the sun. For basketball, you have one spot to go. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. It feels great to be invited, and we want you to feel that way the moment you walk in the door at Billion Buick GMC. Whether you're shopping for a new Buick, GMC, or certified pre-owned, you deserve nothing less. Our knowledgeable, friendly staff is dedicated to helping you make a great decision on your next vehicle and to give you the VIP experience. We are professional great and always have a large, competitively priced inventory here for your convenience. You're invited to Billion Buick GMC in Clive or billionauto.com slash GMC. 
You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Guys, it's time to head over to JCPenney's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, buy one, get one for a penny on select men's dress shirts. That's right. Get the second dress shirt for just a penny. From slim fit to big and tall sizes. And starting Thursday, stack on the savings and get an extra 30% with your JCPenney credit card and coupon on select items throughout the store. The Friends and Family Sale ends Sunday. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon required. Valid 323 to 326. Subject to credit approval. Some exclusions apply. See store jcp.com for coupon details. This is Charles Osgood. Five times more hires are made through Indeed.com than any other job site, according to independent research. Imagine a lottery that had five times more winners or a Sunday with five times more touchdowns. When you're hiring, it makes five times more sense to use Indeed. Right now, Indeed is giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Are you drowning in debt? Are you struggling to make minimum payments? Did you know that on average a household with at least one credit card struggles with over 10000 in credit card debt? If this sounds like you, know that it's not your fault. Credit card debt happens to good people. Credit card companies lure you in with low introductory rates and low minimum payments. Before you know it, you're in over your head. We've helped thousands of good people just like you become debt-free with our Debt Reset Program that will dramatically reduce your debt down to a fraction of what you owe. Our Debt Reset Program is customized to get you debt-free in as little as 24 to 48 months with one low monthly payment. If you owe over 10000 in credit card debt or even personal loans, call 800-832-1507. Now, there are no upfront fees or out-of-pocket expenses. You don't pay a dime until we succeed. Call now to see how the Debt Reset Program can work for you. 800-832-1507. That's 800-832-1507. Again, 800-832-1507. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. It's a great time to buy a home. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or an experienced one, Quicken Loans has options that may help you get pre-approved for a mortgage with as little as 1% down. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%, APR 4.6%. Call 800-QUICKEN today or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. ConsumerAccess.org. Number 3030. Join us every Tuesday at 5 o'clock. Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett. My name is Sharzad Kiade. I'm a Gemini Pescatarian, a mom of two wild little boys. I'm Susan Yara. I'm a mom of two also. This morning, I went to the bathroom alone. I woke up at five, put my boob in her mouth, and then she took a dump. Because that's what she uses me for. <laughs> that's what you're going to hear a lot of our stories and experiences in our crazy journeys to motherhood. It's fam for all moms, not for all dads, not fathers and moms, for all moms. It's going to be a good old time. You guys are going to want to stick around. Promise. So subscribe. 